literally, he sent me a picture and there is a turd nugget. Like, I don't mean like, oh, that's some brown water. That might be poop. No, there is a nugget of a turd. And I'm pretty sure it's mine. Nah. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We are back after a brief hiatus. Uh, we have got a hell of a show for you today. Uh, Matt Beery is going to be our headliner. Uh, uh, he's had an insane sort of 72 hours. Has it been? 72 hours. Also upwards of the last two weeks. Okay. Okay. We'll get into it. We'll get yeah. into it later. I wanted to just start off with something light something fun this comes from backpacker.com guess what y'all guess what time of year it is backpacking season it no there is a fat bear cub contest going on in alaska (laughs) and we don't know what else you could possibly want is the headline (laughs) we've got one two three four finalists of these fat bear cubs they are so cuddly so cute uh, there's a fourth, a uh, group four, three, fives, Holly's yearling. She's about a year old. She's got kind of a whitish brown coat. She's very cute. There's one, two, eight grazers, dark yearling. This, this motherfucker is the only one that's as young as it is. It's so big. It can stand on in the middle of rapids and catch salmon. <laughs> and it's just, it's just like one of those kids that looks like a 26 year old man. At the age of like 10, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. They're Dude, out there. That's I what played, this bear looks like. I played football with some of those kids in Texas yes. City, Texas. I'm that, sure you did. That like literally the opposite team parents were like demanding to see the kids' birth certificate before they would allow kickoff to happen. <laughs> My God. We're talking like, like little league football. Oh, I'm sure. Well, because people did fuck around with that shit. Oh, yeah. Dude, Little League Baseball, there was this dude that pitched a perfect game in, like, the championship of the Little League World Series, and turns out he was, like, 16 years old. (laughs) Oh, my. It's like, (laughs) what is a 16-year-old? Like, how is he even having fun? Right? Like, just, like, dunking on all of these fucking, like, (laughs) eight-year-olds. Although I will say sometimes every now and then, whenever I need to get my class in line, I just absolutely destroy them at zip zap zop. Like just create total mayhem. Just like, that's right. Shut up. Zap zap. Oh man. Uh, anyway, welcome to the Matt on Matt podcast. Sorry for the sort of two week break. What was it? Yeah, Three week break. Two, I don't it was know. A two week break. I had a, Dude, I had a rough go. And, you know, it's funny, normally coming into these things, I kind of like have like a little, not a panic attack, but like a mini, oh God, right before we record where I'm like, what am I going to talk about? Yeah. I don't, I don't have that problem this time around. No, you <laughs> certainly do not. Um, again, I'm going to, we're, we're going to get to your story at the end. Let me 
just say I'm doing surprisingly well. Uh, I'm uh, yesterday. Uh, the shit uh, came out of my bathtub again because some fucking people are flushing fucking tampons and clogging up the entire building. Because there's always this. There's all like they are two separate systems, but there's the flush point. There's the plate. There's the pipe where everything leaves, and um, tampons get stuck in these old pipes. People, don't put your fucking tam. I'm, I'm speaking kind of loudly in my apartment building right now. <laughs> Hoping they and hear it's you. It's not the not on purpose. I'm just saying, tampon. <laughs> don't flush tampons. Like, what are you twelve? Like, come on, grow up. I don't Wrap care if you have a dog. Paper, put it in the trash. I don't care if you have a dog that's gonna take uh take it out. Get a get a trash can with a lid. That happened you. once with one of my uh uh set babysitters. Oh no, really? My dog uh, took her maxi pad out and spread it all over the room. <laughs> maxi pad. <laughs> yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? My mom was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> and your fucking poor babysitter was mortified i don't think she ever knew unless she's listening now because it hey. was after she had left what was her name no i'm not gonna her say first that. name not her last no name. i'm not even gonna go there melissa from sunnyvale texas not <laughs> melissa ashley and she's from mesquite don't worry about it jessica stop I should have never said this. Clarice. Um, anyway. Brenda. Because of people like you who don't throw away their tampons, poop gets into my bathtub. Literally, he sent me a picture and there is a turd nugget. Like, I don't mean like, oh, that's some brown water. That might be poop. No, there is a nugget of a turd. And I'm pretty sure it's mine. No. Nah. Looked a lot like a DiGiorno. Fuck you. I don't know what to say, people. Stop flushing your tampons. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. I guess it's an early don't at me, bro. No, that's not my don't at me, bro. Also, the Macbeth movie looks dope as fuck. Have you seen this trailer? No, I have not. I didn't know there was a new Macbeth movie. Joel Cohen is directing it with and it's Denzel and Francis McDormand. And it's the trailer is like 30 seconds long. You just hear one of the witches sort of speech over all the imagery. And it's just like <laughs> breathtaking black and white, black and white, like super stark. It looks kind of like. Um, oh, what's that one movie with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson? Uh, it's black and white, so it just looks dope as fuck. And it's Joel Cohen. Yeah, I mean, really, not the Cohen brothers. No, it's not attached. They broke up. Oof. Sad to say, they no longer live in the same house. I can't believe that Ethan doesn't want to make movies anymore. No, he really doesn't. I mean, it, apparently, that's what that's the divide. He wants oh, to focus sure. on playwriting and. Just other shit. He's like, I don't need to make any more money. Oh wow! And I've done, and I've done that. Wow. He's like, yeah. I got the Oscars. 
yeah, he's like, I've done it. I, I haven't done playwriting. I've always wanted to do playwriting. I can waste all my money. He's like, I have so much money I can waste on playwriting. Let's hey, do man, it. They're really good at writing dialogue, so he might write a fucking dope-ass play. Oh, I'm sure he would write a great play. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not doubting that. I'm just saying, like, being a playwright is like a losing fucking game. But and I mean, he's going to lose money doing that, comparatively speaking, to his, you know, yeah. film paychecks like they're not going to be as big and the joel cohen or no the ethan cohen like mega bus is gonna dwindle a bit if he's just gonna focus on playwriting it's just inevitable yeah we can't all be steven sondheim or it's just inevitable it's just part of it it's not a it's not a judgment here nor there i'm sure he's gonna write great plays yeah come on he writes who we were talking about it last i mean they're 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 friends of the podcast at this point. We talk about the Cohen brothers so much. Yeah, they're uh, they're uh, producers. You know who this I realized podcast uh, executive produced by Joel and Ethan Cohen. You know who I realized we've got a few famous uh, friends of the podcast. Number one, Billy Bush. Obviously, we've talked about our origin story. He's the founder. Yeah, and uh, also Dolores from uh, uh, Dolores O'Rourdon, and then Andy Rourke. They're friends of the podcast. And Burt Kreischer follows us. And Burt Kreischer follows. Well, they're fucking getting there, man. I mean, I sang Little Shop with Andy Cohen at Marie's Crisis one night. Does that count? Andy Cohen? Who is that? He's like... I know that name. Mr. Gay Icon Television. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I sang uh, Little Shop of Horrors with him and Ellen Burstyn. Who's Ellen Burstyn? Oh, she's an actress. You definitely recognize her if you see her. But um, okay. yeah, one night at Marie's crisis, I was hammered drunk and me and Greg and Andrea shit faced and we're at the piano and we're singing along with everybody, blah, 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 blah. I turn around towards the window because I'm doing the thing where I'm really on fire and I'm performing. <laughs> I turn back towards the window and it's Andy Cohen and Ellen Burstyn and Andy Cohen is just screaming fucking skid row back at me. And we just connected for a brief moment. And it was fucking rad. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't That's know funny. about the podcast, but I'll, I, you know. Well, I just mean pe- famous people we've hung out together with. Um, oh, wait, no, it wasn't Ellen Burstyn. It was somebody else. It was Ellen something or another. She's an Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, no. Oh, um, God, no. Jesus Christ. I can you imagine? Direction. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, no, you would not. Matt, you would not run the other direction. If you saw Ellen DeGeneres, I know you. You would run straight towards her and start immediately kissing her ass. Just like you should. You should do that if you see Ellen DeGeneres. Well, see, here's the thing, though. She's a billionaire. Who cares if she was mean? The way I do things is I would very creatively and sleuthfully enter into the conversation and win her over with my charm and wit. And then we'd become friends. It's exactly I I treat celebrities the exact same way that I treat mm-hmm. regular people at a bar when mm-hmm. I'm solo drinking. It's mm-hmm. the same way I hung out with Pete Davidson and MGK for two nights. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you? Yes. No, you did not. <laughs> yes, I did. You hung out with Pete Davidson and MGK. Yeah. Machine Gun Kelly. At the at, at SNL after party. That's stupid. What did y'all do? What did y'all do? 
I'm not going to tell you on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen Barkin. I don't know who that is. You definitely recognize her. Ellen okay. Barkin. I, that just looks like a white lady. I can't, I, with glasses, I can't really see the details. She's been in a ton of movies. Okay, cool. Anyway. I believe you. Anyway, go fuck yourself, Matt. No. Go, you go, go fuck you. Go you fuck go, yourself you, all the way back to Duck, West Virginia, you son you, of a bitch. You, you go fuck you. You fuck you. <laughs> I can't stand this fucking Zoom video because you're so cute and I just want to squeeze your face. Fuck you. <laughs> Speaking of Little Shop of Horrors, I saw Little Shop of Horrors last night at the Henderson County Performing Arts Center. Oh, hey, nice segue. It was uh, it was a it was a community theater show for sure. It's very cute. I it was a fun night out. It was, I was better than just sitting at the house. <laughs> Local theater. You texted me last night and said it was cute, and I said I know exactly what you mean by that. It was cute. It was cute. You had some comments on Seymour. No, not on the pod. Okay, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that anymore. Yeah. Nice. Director's fault. The director's fault if if there's issues in that area. That's true. That's 100% true. Directors and producers, you guys make those decisions. Right. That's on you, dummy. It's on them. Don't ever criticize actors. Yeah. <laughs> never, never, not never. once has an actor ever done anything wrong, or like uh, ever made a bad choice in a in, a, in the middle of a show. Yeah, just like no, just like no server bartender has ever made a mistake at a restaurant. It's always because their manager said did or said something. Yes, or the customer was uh, always right. Yeah. It's either one of those things. That no server bartenders ever yeah. made a mistake in the history right. of or restaurants. the customer's wrong. I should say. That's another thing that I love working with the, with with people like that is that the customer is just wrong. And They're it's wrong. Like, like, well, it's your job, dude. <laughs> we gotta deal with those people. That's why I left the game. I couldn't handle it anymore. It was just like yeah. I, these people are awful, and it's just part of the job. Yeah. The people go into Mexican restaurants and then being like, the food is spicy here. I can't eat it. It's like you're at a Mexican restaurant. Why did you come here? Yeah. Fuck off. It's the fish tacos. It's not spicy. It's, it's flavorful. Not. It's got flavors. You fucking idiot. What's the salsa that's spicy? <laughs> now, I'd always tell servers and bartenders, anybody who's customer facing front of house, I tell them, because the majority of them here are actors. I'm like, you're an actor, right? Oh, you do that. No, no, no. Really do that. I'm like, you're an actor. You've done Uh, improv. Always say yes. (laughs) I would. Don't say that. I'll say whatever I want to say. That sounds I would. That would make me want to fucking murder you. Always say yes. Fuck this guy. Always say yes. Always say yes. You're not. I mean, that's a good advice. That is good advice. But. I hate when people are like, you're an actor. Act like you want to be here. I got no, that I don't feedback say a lot. That. Or like, you're I an actor. You, I think you Act- stopped listening to what I was saying. 
Oh, well. I said, you've done improv, right? <laughs> Always say yes. I'd be like, no, not really. I haven't done improv. <laughs> I do experimental downtown theater. I don't do that imp- that fucking cheesy improv shit. When I work, I get paid. Yeah, improv. Not, not like those fucking idiots that do 30 hours of work a week for free. I'll never understand people who do improv like as a for free yeah they don't like especially at ucb sold out shows with like a hundred people everyone's spending 25 dollars minimum just to get in the door mm-hmm. and you're not paying the talent it's absurd it's, I, it's I like can't... why is that allowed i don't i legit like isn't that that's just crazy yeah it's crazy and then you have people like the most famous people that ever did improv, the most like the most successful. We're talking like a group of like 30 people right out of the hundreds of thousands of people that yes. have done improv that have actually been successful in mainstream media who just like go on interviews and just expound the virtues of improv and get all these fucking theater kids from places like Texas. Oh, yeah. Kansas to move to New York and LA to want to, and Chicago to want to go do improv. Uh And then they find out, Oh, nobody is successful at this. Those people were anomalies. Yeah. It's, it's insane. (laughs) I mean, it's good. It's good skills to have, but I, I, but the community, it just blows my mind. All the free work they do. It's wild. And then even like, like we, I mean, I, I was, you know, part of my recommendsies last a couple weeks ago is like Comedy Bang Bang. That's a huge podcast. And it's one of the only consistently super funny forms of improv I've ever encountered. None of the guests get paid. That and curb your enthusiasm. None of the guests get paid. They all show up for free. Like, Why were we expounding the virtues of Scott Ackerman again? Well, because he's so funny. I mean, it's not his virtues I was expounding. It was his talent <laughs> and how fucking great he is. But but it's like his guests, that's just like, it's crazy to me that like, he, I don't know. Yeah, like he just gets all this free labor. Yeah. <laughs> he makes millions of dollars. has just, they've all resigned to the fact that they, we work for free. That's just like, yeah, we do improv for free so that hopefully somebody will pay us to do something else. Like at a corporate event one day. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Literally. Well, like maybe well, no, we'll I, get good enough to start doing corporate events and then then we'll get paid. Well, I feel but like the none community of them, will never pay us. No, I feel like none of them ever have any real aspirations of making money doing improv. They want to get good enough at improv doing improv for free that somebody else will cast them in something scripted. Right. Right. I mean, it is mostly just networking. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is, right? It's not even about the art form. That's what pretty much all about. It's just, it's just like church for fucking losers or not losers, but I shouldn't say that, but for (laughs) you rude bastard. Wow. That was mean. I did not mean that. Um, (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Every, every losers have to have their community. There's a community of losers smack dab in the middle of Texas. It's It's called Austin. Oh my God. (laughs) We're starting the fires. (laughs) 
anyway, guys, if you want to be a mediocre hack who never gets paid for your art, move to Austin. How did we get here? Where know. were we? I don't know. We were talking about uh, servers and the bartenders Macbeth? have never made a mistake in their life. Oh, right. You said yeah. that super annoying thing. And every server bartender knows exactly the formula to make everything better. And they're, all their solutions involve them doing less work. Well, yeah. Every single one of them has the exact same, the exact same fucking thing. It's... <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. Your investment in them is like $7 an hour, so I understand why they have that. It's $15 an hour now. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Welcome to the club. Wow. That's yeah, $15, $15 an hour. And tips? Yeah. Shit, bro. New York, baby. New York. And where I work now, health, vision, and dental. That's dope. Yeah. We're getting to that. We're getting to that. We're getting there. Um, how far, how long, how long have we been recording? I want to start that at like 30 minutes. We're at 20 minutes. We're at 20 minutes. So yeah, let's, let's, let's continue our fucking journey for another 10 minutes or so. Um, this week I watched star Wars visions. Y'all drop the recommendsies theme. We're all gonna die. It's our only guarantee. Just to pass the time. I suggest you listen to me. It's the match. I'm not podcast recommended. Boom. Star Wars Visions, y'all. Star Wars Visions. It's anime, star anthology, Star Wars stories that are between eight and 22 minutes long, 22 minutes long each. And they are all fucking dope. That sounds palatable. Yeah, it's really fun. It's a it's like it lasts if you want to binge all of them, it lasts about as long as a movie, a little less. Um it's kind of it gets a little repetitive because I mean they're 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 it's it's like Star Wars borrowed from all those samurai movies and so there's a lot of samurai sort of stuff. Uh, and it gets a little repetitive just because there's it's always just a big sort like a uh, lightsaber battle at the end. But <laughs> it's still fucking dope. That's funny. But That's... it's still oh yeah, I know. I know. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it's still really fucking dope. Like it's just it's so cool. The first episode is like ripped straight out of a Kurosawa movie. There's like there's this Sith lady uh you know destroying this village and she has this lightsaber that turns into a lightsaber umbrella that she shoves through people and then opens it up and like oh shreds God. them to yeah yeah this is on disney plus holy and shit yeah and that's the that's like straight out the gate the first episode and then this other then this other person shows up and it's like you think he's a jedi then he busts out his lightsaber and it's red and then they fucking just go to sh- go to fucking town on each other and he eventually st- you know, it's Star Wars. The the guy, you know, the the bad guy loses. Yeah, he gets cut in half and falls yeah. down a infinitely does, long yeah. tube or something. Yeah, right. So I mean, it's it it ends the way you would think it would end, but it's so it's really fun to watch. Yeah. And they're all very different. It's all these different anime houses. I don't know much about anime, so I didn't know I didn't recognize any of the names. I was kind of hoping for a, for a Ghibli. Um, 
sort of uh, thing, but there wasn't one. Ghibli didn't do anything for them. And I thought that I saw that they were, but I was wrong. Anyway, um, still really dope. I really, sorry, I I don't mean to diverge you from your thing, but I have a thought. What? In the Star Wars universe. Tell me. In the Star Wars universe, you have so many of these, like, grand construction projects Uh that are just, like, these massive fucking undertakings. Right. And then you have, like, in one of them, you have, like, the Death Star being built. Right. Why don't... Again, why don't, we, why don't we ever see like construction workers in the background just like banging a hammer? Well, you do or see like, droids. Or like, who do you think the construction workers are? You think it's all droids? Stormtroopers, stormtroopers, ah, and droids. Okay. And that's and that's exact. And they explore in like Rebels and in the Bad Batch, like those uh, those TV shows. They explore like that. How that's how the Empire was able to like sink its claws into uh the controlling the galaxy because they were providing people with jobs who had never had jobs before they were uh, like i've never had a job like like there's this one stormtrooper uh, i think at the beginning of the bad batch in the second episode and he's talking to another he's they're talking to each other and he's just like i've he looks like he's in his early 20s the character does and he's just like i've literally never had a job in my life this is the first job i've ever had so the, i can't like if it's a little they're a little strict and they're a little weird and they're putting they're giving us all like social security numbers that's like a weird plot line everybody like it's suddenly like evil like the it's considered weird that they all get like social security numbers it's very it's a very sort of weird uh plot I was going to make a joke, but now that you mentioned the social security number thing, yeah, I'm really starting to think that um, the expanded universe is very anti-FDR. Uh, they're just anti... I don't know what it is. Man. They're anti... No, they're specifically anti-New Deal. They're anti-Franklin Delano Roosevelt. You haven't seen it all. You haven't <laughs> seen it all. That's not the only thing that... It's just it like it's just suddenly weird, they right? By compliance through jobs, new like, deal. They start giving up people social security numbers. Social security FDR. These people hate FDR. No, it's more to do with um like like the Nazis and stuff. Uh, it, it, and and things like that's that was always the Empire's parallel in George Lucas's mind. It's like how did everyone wonders how did Adolf Hitler, this like obviously crazy person, rise to power and, and inflict this incredible harm on the world. And it's like, well, there was disarray. The Republic had fallen. The Weimar Republic had fallen. There was disarray and nobody, and there was depression, economic depression. And he created the war machine uh, of German you know, like chutzpah or whatever. Gave, <laughs> not, not, chutzpah. And, no, not chutzpah. I don't Oops. think that's uh, the word they would use. German, to German. <laughs> uh, but like, but no, but the like there were, there were men, there were men who were in their early twenties. Like that character I was just describing to you who had never had regular employment before. And then they join up with Hitler's army or his political party. Suddenly they have a job and they're like, well, I mean, this has worked out for me so far. 
and then it gets crazy and everything goes to shit. So, but then you're right in that, like, it is kind of weird. It was, I I did think it was weird when in the Bad Batch, they're like, all right, everybody's getting a social, they don't call it a social security number. They call it something else, but it's what it is. Yeah. And then everyone's like, well, that's highly suspicious. (laughs) That's how they they get you. Why are they, now we're all just numbers to them. It's like, that's not exactly like, like like it's not crazy that the government the next needs to thing keep track you know of you. <laughs> the next thing you know they're gonna require us to carry vaccine passports this is star wars very relevant anyway star wars visions <laughs> check it out guys Holy that's what i was trying shit. to say <laughs> Wow, we are going all over the place right now. Dude, this is such a fun episode. I have needed this. You have no idea how much I have needed this. Have you, Holy have you, shit. have you gotten to, uh, have you, what do you got to recommend Z? Before yes, we get to new the main season, um, new season of uh, Sex Education is out. Oh, um, nice. You've seen, you've seen the first two seasons, right? I think I've seen most of the second season. Okay. A uh, fucking outstanding show, everybody. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Um, Gillian, Gillian Anderson at her absolute hottest. Just, oh, just on oh fire. my God. It's just like way too horny. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the horniest shows I've ever seen. It but is it's called also Sex Education. Really fucking good, though. Season right. three is off to a banging start. I've three, three episodes in. Anybody who hasn't watched it, go back. Anybody who needs to pick back up, here's your reminder that season three dropped recently. It's fucking great. Sex education. Fantastic. Asa Butterfield. Yes, Butterfield. Butterfield, the star. And also, another Uh, thing, it's shot in Wales. Wales. I had no clue. Wales is fucking gorgeous. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh yeah, I, I want to go to Wales so bad now after watching it's, that show. It's so cool. I've only driven through, but it's really it's beautiful. It's insane. It's like the one part of England I haven't been to. Yeah, or the UK. I know it's not England. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sure. Britain. Britain. I watched the whole bro. I'm I'm I used to watch like funny stuff about history. Then I just started sort of watching regular stuff about history. Now I just watch uh, YouTube uh, videos of maps and how different like kingdoms laid out on 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 english history it's like it's so much fun oh you were speaking my fucking language it's so cool how all that happened how all that happened and where they are today it's like it's just crazy what a weird group of people and it's like my ancestors yeah so it's just like what the fuck is y'all's problem y'all are insane dude the british isles are such a fucking topsy-turvy turmoil yes oh Everybody always wanted to control them, and nobody like ever did until Great Britain happened. But you know, you know yeah. the story. You know the rest. <laughs> anyway, so sex education, Star Wars visions. Uh, that is our recommendies for the week. Ooh, my Walmart order is ready for pickup. Nice. Oh, oh they have substitutions. Uh oh. Uh oh. What do we got? What did they substitute? Oh, just substituted regular raisin brand for the regular price. And Oiko's, oh yes. I get brand name for gr- for uh grocery brand for instead of getting the great value, 
on mm. getting brand names for great value prices, bro. Ooh, oh yeah. Look at you. You're getting fruit loops instead of fruit circles. Raisin brand instead of great values, raisin brand. <laughs> Gotta All right. Anyway. All right, so here we're we go. At, we're at 31 minutes. All right, let's ladies do this. And gentlemen, the main event, Matt Beery's the the the, the ballad of Matt Beery. Here we saga. go. <laughs> so this all really starts back in May. Okay. And it all came to a head in the last 2 weeks. It's going to be May. Sure. It's going to be May. I was recruited to come to this airport job by somebody who's still a friend. Um, and it turns out, so, you know, it's like, Hey, you're going to manage a group of restaurants in the airport. It's going to be great pay. It's going to be benefits, all this jazz. And it's like, okay, dope. This sounds cool. And they're like, you don't worry. You'll never have to be an opener. You'll be a mid and a closer and you'll manage like three, four, a group of three or four restaurants. So you're going to love it. It's going to be fantastic. I was like, okay, fuck yes. Let's do this. Sounds great. Yeah. I get there. I'm managing two terminals where we have no staffing. We never have cooks. We never have porters or merchandisers. I have six restaurants and five markets that I'm in charge of. I'm the only manager on the floor. I'm having to (laughs) stock and run everything for each and every fucking location in this goddamn place. I'm doing like 30 to 40,000 steps a day. I'm an opener, so I have to go to bed at 6 p.m., wake up at 2 a.m., be to work at 4 Mm a.m. It is an absolute butt-fucking shithole nightmare. Yeah. That I lived for just about three months. Right. Let's take you to, oh, five days before I'm supposed to go to orientation for this job. Okay. My mom finds her mom dead in her bed. Right. So I have to delay my start to go to Texas for a dead grandmother. Yeah. And to console my mom, because my mom went through some fucking trauma with that. Yeah, sure. Okay. So then I start this job. And the first, like, two weeks, I'm, like, intensely overwhelmed because another thing about the job is that the operations managers in the terminal are, like, these this middle ground of people. And they're stuck between the union, the crew member union, and the company. And whatever the union says the crew members can't do, the managers have to do. And whatever the company doesn't feel like doing, the managers have to do. And that is all on top of everything we have to do because we have no fucking staff. Okay. Yeah. Getting intense. Yes. Sorry. It's my just, my it's, neck is getting tight. It's been my life for the last three months. And um, so first two weeks, I'm like, I made a huge fucking mistake. What the fuck have I done? Then I kind of start to get used to it a little bit. Right. And then they roll out this new ordering system. That okay. is an abject failure. It is the worst thing that has ever happened to a restaurant. And this is this is an ordering system for supplies, I imagine. Like no, this food. is an ordering system customer facing. Oh, this is how they like order P- their food in the fucking restaurant. Oh, the customer. This is the, oh, what? 
Yes. Okay. You scan a QR code and you do all your ordering and your paying on your phone. God, what a nightmare. Nightmare. Also, operations-wise, in the old system, they would place their orders on iPads that were at the table. Yeah. But as a manager, you had access to everything. Financials, uh, fucking refunds, 86s, everything sure. through an app on your phone. Uh-huh. You could do it from anywhere in the building. Well, they roll out this new system where you have to be there and you to do, a, let's say for a refund, you have to have a 40 character local ID number of letters, numbers, and dashes that you have to enter into one tablet. There's one tablet that you can do this on. Meanwhile, remember I told you I'm running two fucking terminals. One tablet per terminal or one tablet? One tablet per terminal. Okay, okay. That you can do all this stuff on. Okay. But we're talking the terminals are two football fields apart. Yes, and and (laughs) they're also enormous. Yes. Like there's a dozen gates in a terminal, right? Yeah, I don't know how many there are. I don't. It's there's a lot. A dozens, a, a dozens, a perfect number. Yeah. So I have like twenty four gates that I'm in. All with of like two hundred seats. Yeah. Three hundred seats. So this is. And I'm in charge of every single one of them. And you can only do refunds and stuff at one location. One location per terminal, and to do a refund for like three thousand people. Yeah, and it's a forty character local ID number. That you can't scan. That you can't scan. And, Jesus. and I have to do hundreds of those a day. Maybe not hundreds, but dozens of those a day. Yeah. Because they also took away our ability to 86 items. Why? You got me. And I'm also having to, to do refunds because food's taken 45 minutes. So... Let's, listen let's, to this. Hold on. Okay, listen to this. Yeah. Food's taking 45 minutes because with this new system, they also uh-huh. introduced the new KDS screens. Sure. And the KDS screens, when you tap something out on the KDS screen, guess what it does? Tell me, baby. Comes right back. Okay. Comes so, right back to where? What do you mean? To the screen. Oh, okay. When you tap something out on the screen, on the KDS, uh-huh. it just pops right back up. As so a new drives, order. So that drives people crazy, I would imagine. Yeah, so the line, the expo, the bar, no one has any fucking clue what's going on. What the shit? Yeah. It's impossible to run. It's fucking possible. Meanwhile, I'm having to restock waters and coolers and put out chips and candy. Yeah. And make sure that the tips on the bananas are green. Jesus fucking so shit. Delta doesn't get mad at us. So anyway, I start a one-man war against, it's called Flow X-Gen. Uh-huh. Um, I'm professional about it. I'm not, you know, screaming and cussing and throwing a fit, but I'm just yeah. like, hey, guys, these are serious issues that we're facing, and we're the guinea pig for this. They're going to roll it out to all the new terminals and then eventually the whole new the whole company. I'm like, guys, these are serious issues that we're facing, and we have to get them fixed or else this will be a massive failure for the company as a whole. You know? Uh-huh. That was taken as me being um, negative 
and not having a desire to work there. Um, so we came to a mutual decision that it was time for me to leave. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Insane. Yeah. yeah. I, I and oh my now, God. Let's get to this. This is the intermission break, y'all. This is just yeah. act one. We're gonna come back from act, we're gonna come back for act two, and it's gonna get even heavier just kind of like when you come back from intermission at rent uh-huh. and like oh angels fucking dying yeah. jesus christ right oh fuck well, we come back from intermission uh-huh. um i gave you a little glimpse of the end yeah. there at the end of act one but when yeah. we come back from intermission my uncle dies a horrific death of lung cancer oh man i'm sorry to hear that in his mother's bed that his mother just died in while my my mother and my aunt take care of him as he breathes his last breath. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <sighs> that happens this week? Middle. No, this what? was a month ago. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Fuck, so you have to leave town again. I didn't go home for that. Oh, okay. God, that's um, a hard decision. So then, you know, things are going how they're going at the job, which are uh-huh. rough, to say the least. Right. And horrific and god-awful and a nightmare, to say the most. Right. So then we get all the way to two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. What happened two weeks ago? On the way home from work, I get a call that... My grand, my other grandmother, Nana, has died. Yes. This woman was kind of like the glue for our family. I was very, very close with her. Mm-hmm. She was 94. Yes, I know. She's old. And, you know, people kind of discount. They're like, oh, well, you know. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you. That was my grandma, dude. Like, sure. you know, still like. She's not going to be sitting on the fucking front porch swing two blocks down from my parents. house. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Sad. It's sad. Yeah. I'm going to miss the living shit out of her. Just like I'm going to miss the living shit out of Mima too. Like, you know, yeah, she won't be sitting on the front porch smoking a cool when I come up, you know? What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. I'm serious. She smoked them cools, baby. Um, but anyway, so I got to go home for that and get, you know, fucking bereavement set up everything going on so in the matter of two and a half months i've started a job that's horrific i've lost both grandmothers and an uncle jesus my whole life has been turned upside down by this insane schedule and this no win job yeah i come back from bereavement which actually, side note, I mean, the whole trip to Texas was very short, but it ended up, it was a really good trip. Obviously saw a bunch of family, had right. a really good time with my mom, dad, sister, and nephew. Nana, who was very much mentally ready to go, yeah, decided that she wanted to plan certain aspects of her own funeral. Sure. So she picked stuff and like she picked her dress, she picked out her own stuff. So she had a a uh, purple dress, purple flowers, and a purple casket. Nice. <laughs> Her favorite color. 
Nice. Um, we didn't. She her last one of her last wishes was to not have a preacher. She didn't like preachers at funerals. Huh. Um, What'd y'all do? Uh, me and my dad talked. Oh, nice. I, you know, my dad introduced me and I read the obituary and I threw in some like funny stories while reading the obituary. And I made it, sure. I made it fun because Nana was hilarious. That's another thing we need to say about her. Sure. She was very, very funny. Her name was Thelma Lucille Beery, also, just so you get this woman's name. Everybody Thelma called her Beery. Thelma Lucille Beery. Everybody called her Lou because there's something Lou. about her family where we all go by our middle name. Lou Beery. Lou Beery. Yeah. Actually, funny side note, real fast. Another funny side note. At a, Let's point, do it. In, at a point in the 70s, my grandpa, Papa Beery, who was like some sort of master machinist or whatever at a refinery in Texas City was recruited to go help open this refinery in the UK. And him and my grandma went over there for a couple of years. And the person they were renting a house from decided it would be real nice to label all the rooms, the doors when they were coming over. But when he found (laughs) out that my grandmother's name was Lou, he decided not to put Lou on the toilet door Instead, he put a little sign that said, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> and when Nana and Papa left the UK, they brought the this is it sign <laughs> and they put it on their bathroom door. And to this day, there's a <laughs> little awesome. sign on the bathroom door that says, this is it. <laughs> this is it. Here you are. Sweet shit. Here you go. <laughs> so uh, anyway, back to where are we in this? Story. Yeah, so. I go home, you know, actually have a really positive experience with it. Yes. Um, the funeral was, we, you know, just said, anybody want to come up and tell stories? Uh-huh. And people came up and told stories. And, like, you know, Nana was a riot. She was a hoot. You know what I mean? Sure. So it was a positive experience. And then we went and had a really great dinner. And then, you know, I come back. And I go to uh, All Elite Wrestling at Arthur Ashe Stadium, and it's a great show. And I'm starting to feel up. Yeah. And then I go back to the airport dare on you. Thursday where I'm confronted with a meeting that is basically them airing their grievances towards me, uh-huh. which turned into me airing my grievances towards them. Oh. Uh. God, all of this with the express, the express um, mission of me leaving. Yeah. So it was a very mutual decision for me to part ways with them. Uh huh. Luckily for me, while I was in Texas, Andrea had rewritten a resume for me. So that's a fucking great resume because the woman's a genius. Sure. I wrote a great cover letter and I put out like 30 applications while I had a down day in Texas. Nice. And then I had a couple interviews before I went back to work at the airport. Uh-huh. And then I have this, you know, Wednesday, I have a great interview, like as good as it could have possibly gone interview. Mm-hmm. Thursday, I have this meeting at the airport where we come to the mutual decision that it's time to go. Right. Friday. I have a trip yesterday now. This is Saturday. Um, what's today's date? 
This is Saturday, the 25th of September that we're recording this. Uh-huh. Yesterday, Friday, I have a trail at this restaurant that is a very desired restaurant, a place that I would love to work at. It's a dope and I spot. Get, and I get, offered, I get offered the job on the spot. Hell yeah, dude. It is and big. now he's back. I'm back. From outer space. <laughs> Those airport motherfuckers have egg all over their face. Yeah. He's working at ABC. Cosina, not family. Matt Beery. Matt Beery. Hey, hey. He did uh, it, y'all. Yes. It's been working a journey. So where are you working now? ABC I just said Cosina. It. Yeah. Great restaurant. Great. I'm on the celebrity list there. Uh, if you have, and I bet I'll, now I know I'm going to remain on that celebrity list. Hell so when yeah. I show up, I'll still get that fucking treatment, you know, get a free little thing from the crudo chef. <laughs> Maybe a little free dessert. I'm very excited to be back in Manhattan restaurants. I, I love, bet, man. I love restaurants. I love restaurant people. I love restaurants in this city because in this city, restaurants are truly an attraction. Right. Uh, as somebody you don't like used to say, but it's a very good point. New Yorkers are professional diners. Uh, yes, it's true. Um, so it's a not lot of like, them are, at least. yeah, a lot of them are. So it's, you know, going out to dinner here is like a part of the culture. And well, and especially the neighborhood you're in. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that is yeah. a major thing because I was in that neighborhood for a while. Union Square you know, went yeah. back. To, yeah, went back to the Upper East Side, where it's a family neighborhood and it sucks. Yeah, I mean we're kind of we're like three blocks south. Union Square, Havelina, or not Union Square, Upper East Side, Havelina is like three blocks south of the Frat Boy Strip, so you don't uh -huh. really get the party scene there. Mm. You just get the family scene there, which can be rough in the Upper East Side. For sure. But downtown is the destination spot. It's where yeah, people it's are like going to go to restaurants. And it's like part of the culture of being a New Yorker is going to dinner in neighborhoods like the one like Union Square. So good. The food, the food at ABC is just like next level, y'all. It's yeah. so good. Um Last time I was there, I was there with my parents and they sent us the entire menu, which also happened whenever we went to ABC Kitchen. They sent oh. us the entire menu, like oh, the whole, everything hey. that they make. They just sent everything that they make. Oh, it was nuts. It was just like, what the fuck? And we were seated in like the celebrity position. So we got a view of the entire uh, dining room. So nice. There's such good people over there. And by the way, so, you know, um, this restaurant is Jean George, one of the best oh, chefs on the planet. Yeah. I'm just yeah. talking for the for the. Oh listeners. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah, one of the best chefs in the world, mm -hmm. Jean George. I'm I'm so, as a restaurant nerd and a chef nerd, I am so excited, so excited to fucking be back in a Manhattan restaurant. Sure, with, that is reputable. That is a destination. That has. A chef like that, like I've just after the last three months were extremely hard. Feels like things are finally starting to look up. Fuck yeah, dude. 
Well, here we are. <laughs> here Play we the go. Rocky theme. Is that the episode for this week? I think so. Unless you got a don't at me, bro. I don't really have a don't at me, bro. Stop putting, stop flushing tampons, you morons. I'll say it again <laughs> loudly. Jesus um, fucking Christ. I have a don't at me, bro. Tell me, drop it. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. do it this harkens back to the story that i just told okay but don't at me unethical employers <laughs> okay i know that's very vague and i had yeah. to don't at a very specific okay if you are somebody who's looking to fill staff whether that be management staff whether that be floor staff whatever it is don't fucking lie to people do not, under any circumstances, fucking lie to people just to bolster your numbers and get yourself a fucking bonus because you recruited somebody. <laughs> You're fucking with people's lives. You're fucking with people's livelihoods. You're fucking with people's family lives. And it's mm -hmm. bullshit. It's bullshit, y'all. Fuck, Fuck y'all. you. Don't at me. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me. Well... That'll do it for us this week, y'all. This has been the Matt on Matt podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Matt Butterfield. You can follow me at Sweaterfield on Twitter, at Matters on Instagram. Email the podcast on MattOnMattPod at gmail.com. Uh, and dovetail off of what he was saying. Yes. Thank you for joining in on the Matt on Matt podcast. I'm also the host. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Join me at MattBeery06 on all the social media Hit us up at Twitter at Matt on Matt Pod, Matt on Matt Pod at gmail.com. We want to interact with you guys. We want to talk to you. Actually, let's see if we got anything in the mailbag. Mailbag, mailbag, mailbag. Looking at the mailbag. This is the theme that I promised before. I got a job that I have to always. I don't see anything. Tom Hilburn, slut shaming oh. episode. I hope your Modest Miles concert isn't canceled. He was going to see Ben Folds at the Meyerson. Ben Folds, what is this, 2001? Gee whiz. She's a slowly. <laughs> <laughs> but he's canceling his shows in venues that won't require proof of vaccination like Dallas and Tampa. So artists will cancel even if Texas venues won't. That sucks. Whatever. I Tom, guess. hey, he did. Yeah, you know, very cool stuff. Tom um, would also like to recommend the Beatles, um, this little band out of the UK that you know you probably haven't heard of. Garage he says, band, I've heard of them. Yeah, he says they are pretty hip. Okay. Um, he said he's seen Paul twice in concert. Ringo doesn't tour much, but he was also on the Thomas and Tank. He was also on Thomas the Tank Engine. Ringo was on Thomas the Tank Engine? I think he was the engineer at one point. Because it was George Carlin. At well, it wow. was a lot of different people. Ah, that's true. It, I just remember of, it as George yeah. Carlin. Yeah, he was the guy when we were young. He says he has tickets to the Stones concert in November at the Cotton Bowl. That's a that's a big Bro. venue for a little-known band out of uh, little-known band out of London. Yeah, 
Not uh, a lot of and, people know who the Rolling Stones are. That's crazy that they're playing the Cotton Bowl. Well, Cotton Bowl's not that big. It only holds uh, 92,000 people. Yeah, I mean, come on. Look at Jerry World. Um, <laughs> and he's never seen Yola Tango I, like I did. <laughs> Side stage. Side back stage, baby. Cool. Back when I used to be cool. <laughs> Well, this was fun. I needed this. I needed Me this too, brother. in a major way. Now I'm going to go have some drinks with my friend Rachel. Yes. And then me and Andrea are going to see Jason Isbell at the Pier 17 rooftop. Fuck yeah. That's where I performed this great country whenever it used to be a shopping mall that got flooded by Hurricane Sandy. <laughs> now it's a super fancy fucking place with re fancy restaurants and a concert venue on the and roof. $17 and, drink tickets. <laughs> and ESPN's New York Studios. I saw Stephen A. Smith at the bar there one time and went the opposite wow. direction because I'm not a fan. You don't like Stephen A. Smith? No, he's an asshole and he hates Does anybody Cowboys like fans. him? Oh, no. well, yeah. I'm not a big fan of him either. I also don't really care about him at all. I just know his name. I just hate hate his yelliness like oh yeah he's a yeller he's a yeller and like every athlete ever is like his best close personal friend it's like you're a liar Stephen a smith uh one of those you're guys. a liar one of those old-fashioned liars well i'm gonna go pick up some groceries i'll then come back and probably watch a movie while uh doing some lesson planning big big day today Big yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, laundry will also probably be done at some points. <laughs> I love you. Love you too, brother. I'm Matt. I'm Matt. And that's news to us. Yes, yeah, suck on my nipples. Our rest in peace, Norm McDonald. Oh, rest in peace.